0: This message was recorded at the Covenant Nation, United Kingdom. Bless your holy name. We thank you for your good God and your mercies, and your forever. You're welcome, everyone. In Jesus' name, um, it's a wonderful day, and we give God thanks for 2021, a great year of the manifestation of the sons of God, a year when the sons of God will begin to express their full potential in Christ Jesus, and this will be wrought by the Spirit of God on the inside of us where it says as many as are led by the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. Oh God let us just say a short word of prayer and invite the person of the Holy Spirit even into our lives in Jesus into this place in Jesus name. Father in the name of Jesus Christ we thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit resident on the inside of us and individual and, and collectively as a body. Father, we ask that by that same spirit, you cause your words to minister life to everyone present here today in the name of Jesus. Grant me utterance that I will speak your word with simplicity and with accuracy, and your word will do an eternal work in the lives of everyone. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. You're welcome in Jesus' name. We've been talking about the blessing of Abraham, and we said the blessing of Abraham is a supply of the spirit of Jesus. Who has been sent to us by god to actually cause the life that is in christ to be manifested in our lives because without the holy ghost there is no manifestation of sonship since as many as are led by the spirit of god they are the sons of god but we will give you thanks and um, last week we were talking about um went and talked about how we come into a realization of true sonship and dominion even through the work of the spirit as we serve as priests on the earth and we talked about the fact that man was not designed to toil man was designed to till the earth and not to toil we're designed to till to manage to look after the garden that was given to us and not to toil and the responsibility of man was to have dominion over everything and um, we talked about the priesthood which we'll go into again today and we'll see how this works in our practical life we'll see how this works remember we said the Holy Ghost has come to show us the things of Jesus and I trust that the Holy Ghost will show us a certain aspect of the things that are in Christ today as we delve into the priesthood which i believe is the foundation for everything that we do in this covenant of god and this is the foundation for the manifestation of true sonship in the kingdom of god which we will see by the spirit so let's go to first samuel chapter 2 verse 35 to 36 read that scripture last um week and we talked about the sons of eli how they how they desecrated the entire process of the priesthood how they abused the office that God had given them and God decided to change the priesthood to show us a pattern there and to see uh, how a priest um, as a type and shadow is supposed to function and in this covenant and we see the relevance of that As we go on it says and i'm reading from the amplified first samuel chapter 2 verse 35 36 it says and i will raise up for myself a faithful priest he said he will raise up for himself god is the one that raises up for himself a faithful priest he said who shall do according to what is in my heart and in my mind so the faithfulness is characterized by this priest He does what is in the heart and in the mind of God. He wasn't like the sons of Eli who used the priesthood for their own gain and their own benefits. He used the priesthood to actually fulfill and to do what was in the heart and in the mind of God. He says, And I will build him a sure house, and he shall walk before my anointed forever. And says everyone who is left in the house. So he said he will build him a sure house. He will take care of his personal affairs. I think the NET translation says that he would make his family secure. He will make his career secure. He will build his house. He will need to struggle about every other thing. He says he will make him solid in every other area. All he needs to do is to be faithful. In the office of his priesthood. I will see how that concerns us. He now says, Everyone that is left in your house shall come crouching for a piece of bread and a muscle of a piece of silver and a bit of bread, and say, Put me, I pray you, in the priest's office that I may have a piece of bread. It will be very clear from his life that there is something else that is regulating his affairs. It will be very clear from his life that all his needs have been met. At everything his life on the earth is flourishing and they'll be wondering they will see what else has resulted in this they will take a closer look they will say this man has been serving faithfully in the priest's office and I say okay I want to have my needs met I want to have a muscle of bread we're getting to those times now and I says please put me in this office I have seen from experience that because since you entered into this office of a priest, everything in your life has begun to flourish. And we'll see what this means in practical terms. We'll see an aspect of that priest to which I think is so relevant, you know, and very, very important there. So it says, put me in the priest's office that I may have bread to eat, that I may flourish as well, that I may prosper as well in the things that I am doing with my heart. Let's go to the book of, revelations chapter five and see there so the priest office is what triggered the manifestation of those things revelations chapter five father we give you thanks god is good this is very important just follow this closely i think that Um, God is trying to pass on something here, which is very vital. Very, very vital. Revelation chapter 5, and he said from verse 5, he says here, And many of the elders... No, let's start from 8. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps, golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. See, and they sang a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to look, or to take the book, and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain, and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood, out of every kindred, out of every tongue, out of every people. It says, he has redeemed us by his blood, out of every kindred, out of every tongue, out of every people. This is so important. He has redeemed us by his blood, out of different nations, out of different tribes, out of different kindreds. He has redeemed us. So our identity in the spirit is based on the blood of Jesus as we come to him accepting that sacrifice. So your true identity is in the spirit and we'll see and has made us and um he says and every kind of people every kind of tongue every kind of nation he has redeemed us from different nationalities he has taken us from the, took some people from asia some people from india some people from the united kingdom some people from nigeria some people from ghana some people from China, he redeemed them. The common denominator was the blood. I want you to see this. And has has made us unto God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth with him. So he has made us and has given us this identity of being kings and priests. Another translation says he has made us a kingdom of priests. So there's a kingdom here. And the citizens there are now priests in that kingdom. So the kingdom is made up of priests. And as they function as priests, it's, they begin to manifest the kingship that he has given to them. The Bible says in Second Peter, it says, We are a chosen generation a royal priesthood that means a a, a priesthood which when it is operated and understood will result in the manifestation of kingship we don't have to struggle god will show me we don't have to struggle to actually become kings no our role is to manifest and to function in a role as priest and once that is once we have fulfilled that condition our kingship will automatically begin to show forth so it's a kingdom where the people now are now priests it's a kingdom where the people now are now priests it's a kingdom of priests so he has redeemed us by the blood and he has made us a kingdom of priests i will see clearly how the priest functions in the context of the scripture so i want you to have that in mind remember samuel i mean he did not try to get his needs met he did not struggle to try and eat bread i want you to see this the dominion was so apparent in his life that the people says, Look, take me into the priest's office that I might also begin to enjoy this dominion. Let us not reverse the order. People are trying to be kings when they haven't entered into the place of the priesthood. It doesn't work like that. The way it works is that place, it starts from that priesthood there, and we'll begin to see how we enter into kingship like it says let this mind let's go to philippians 2 and see what jesus says there very very important very very important we see this philippians chapter 2 philippians chapter 2. we have been trying to be kings so we want to manifest sonship this is the key to sonship this is the key to sonship i will see it here Philippians chapter two, from verse one. Let's we'll go, let, let's see where we start from. Philippians two. This is what we should focus on, and not trying to make ourselves um, kings. No, that's not how it works. We have already been made kings and priests, a kingdom of priests. But it's a way to function for the kingship. I want to show you that kingship to begin to manifest itself. It's not your job to cause it or force it to manifest. It's your responsibility to stay in your function as a priest in that kingdom. And automatically, by the power of the Spirit, your kingship will begin to show forth itself. Now it says here, Philippians chapter 2. Let's start from verse 1. Say, If there be any consolation in Christ, if there be any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels of message, this is so heavy, um, it, it is so strong. Fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. It says, not, let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in loneliness of mind. Let each esteem the other better than themselves. They look not every man on his own things, but also on the things of others. Now say this in 5. Say, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, I want to show you because the Bible says that as he is, so are we in this world. Not we are going to be. As he is right now at the right hand of the Father, so are we in this world. Not going to be. And what is he? The Bible says that he ever liveth to make intercession for us right there at the right hand of the Father. He's performing a priestly role currently at the right hand of the Father, ever living there to make intercession for us. He showed us the prototype here. He says here, who being in the form of God, who being in the form of God, he was in the form of God. He was God himself. He was the son of God. He says, did not think it robbery to be equal with God or count his opportunity as equality with God, a thing to be grasped. I want you to follow this pattern. This is the pattern of dominion. He says, But made himself of no reputation. I want to show you, to show us the pattern of the priesthood. He says, Now, let this mind be in you. This is the mind of Christ. I will show you there. It's in, we'll go to first Peter. We'll see that later. He says, But he himself made himself of no reputation and took upon himself the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of man. He says, and being found in fashion as a man. So he came down from that place in other, laying down his life to redeem them that were under the curse. To redeem man that was under the influence of Satan. To redeem man that was under the influence of oppression. He says, I will lay down my life. Though I am fine, I am comfortable here. But I want to show you the steps here on how to function as a priest. He says, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. That was a priestly function there. So he did that to actually win the people over. He didn't need to do it he did that as a voluntary sacrifice knowing that these people were enemies to him i want i want i'm, I'm going somewhere here it says wherefore he performed this priestly role he didn't try to be king he didn't try to be." remember these things were voluntary acts that jesus took he says send me i will go he says who been in the form of god he made himself he made himself he took upon himself, so they were voluntary acts which he himself carried out as an act of his will. There, and he says, now the Holy Ghost helped him to actually go through that process when he came to the point where he was about to lay down his life for the people. I want I'm showing you. He says, wherefore God Almighty had highly exalted him, so the manifestation of kingship was strictly the operation of God Himself. He didn't try to do it lucifer was the other way around i want to show you how people are trying to enter into kingship and haven't gone through the process of the priesthood the kingship is not yours to try and manifest the kingship it says where for god also had highly exalted him. God was the one that exalted him, but he was the one that laid down his life. God was the one that exalted him. He was the one that interceded them and laid down his life and was obedient unto them. He said, God Almighty had highly exalted him and God gave him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So I want you to understand the nature of the kingdom we are in, we are not saying that we are like we are operating in the stuff where I say, I will exalt myself. That's not what we are saying. We are saying the way to kingship here is through the priesthood in the kingdom of God there. Jesus said this: that whoever will be the greatest in this kingdom will be the servant of all. And we're talking about the service here in terms of the place of intercession and intercessory prayer. There, laying down your life for the salvation of the people. There, you know, and and it's interesting here what God's trying to show us here is very very profound. I was telling someone in the week that if we understand this in the body of Christ. will that will there will be complete healing restoration satan's hand will be completely broken over the body of christ there now you see you see in practice you see what you're saying here The bible says that if when we were enemies i want you to see this here we were reconciled to god by the death of his son so jesus did this while we were enemies so he knew like you know, I was saying in the, in the, in the realm of the natural realm, what happens really is that when people offend, you know, let's say someone offends, let's say someone offends, uh, Mr. A offends Mr. B, let's say it like that. And the natural realm is that Mr. B holds a grudge against Mr. A for offending him and has the power to speak words into Mr. A's life that might affect him because he has, he has crossed the line. Children offend their parents and the parents, out of that pain, speak words. And those words will take effect in the children's life if they don't know how to operate. Spouses offend one another and they carry that thing inside their hearts. They might not say words and the, the projection is a feeling of displeasure even inside the heart towards the other party you know what is happening there only to see this closely is that what is happening is that satan is having a free way inside the life of those people that's how they're approaching the occult what they do is that they they, they make you of cross the line and once you cross the line, it gives them the ability or the opportunity to speak words into their lives to cause damage. That's what that's how you operate. Now, God is saying, In my kingdom is now a kingdom of priests and kings here, a kingdom here where it is a royal priesthood. That you have a kingdom of priests, and the way I want to operate for my kingdom. And my will to be done in the lives of the people i need you there to operate in your role as a priest look at me they were enemies you were enemies i came to reconcile you And now says now i want you to carry out that same process there two that when there is an offense there when people cross the line there when a spouse speaks words or does something damaging to the other spouse. It says, now, I want you to begin to change your orientation. When children even provoke their parents, and when parents provoke their children, I want you to change the orientation that you should now stand as a priest. Show the world that you are my disciples. Now, go into that place as an act of your will. The Spirit is there to help you, and begin to make intercession for them in that situation it is your opportunity now to begin to speak life to begin to speak life into the lives of the enemies that have crossed the line because this, let me tell you this because this thing um when you begin to do that when people do such things let, let, let me tell you how it is someone might have been he was born he was you as he was growing up, he developed some serious character traits, serious flaws based on how he was how he was raised, based on the experiences he has. You know, he now gets into a marriage. I want you to see how deep this thing is, and you know, he gets into a marriage, and the the wife is the one that is suffering the effect of those things because she's closest to him. God is saying this: that look, those bruises and those scars that are affecting you. First of all, one, the person has done it to me first before he has done it to you. I want to use you as the witness on the earth, if you can cooperate with me, to bring about a correction in that person's life. I want you to go into that place. So when you are wounded because of the person's transgressions and you are bruised because of the iniquities, he's saying this is the way the priest operates. You go into that place of prayer and begin to make intercession and pray for that person and pray for that person and pray for that person. He says, I have shown you an example. You are my enemy and you were reconciled by my death i poured out my soul so that you will be released and you will be saved he says so that that thing will not be counted against that person's charge people are cheated in business the role the, the, the 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 priest there is to pray for that person there is a fault there that has resulted in that attitude there. There's a fault there in the husband that has resulted in that attitude there. God is saying, I want you to cooperate with me. Can you bear this? Can you help me stand in the gap so that instead of speaking derogatory words, instead of locking that person more, instead of projecting thoughts of displeasure towards that person, giving Satan an entrance, can you cooperate with me? I want to correct that fault in that person. Can you cooperate with me to bring about a release of life into that person's life in that region. I want you to get into that place. That's the essence of marriage. That is the essence. If we understand this, that this is the essence of God is saying, look, and there's a reward there. He says, once you are able to participate in me, you have come to the point where I can trust you. I can trust you. You will lay down that it's painful you later that emotional pain you say no i won't do that i will go to the place of prayer and pray and pray over this person and pray for life that god correct this flaw this person has offended that has crossed the line this child has crossed the line this spouse has crossed the line and i want to participate with you to bring about a correction in that place i'm asking for life that's why it says in first john it says if your brother sins a sin not unto death. He said, what you should do? Ask God to give him life. He says, he that does this has saved a soul from death and has covered a multitude of sin. This is, this is we're going to the depth of the priesthood now. So you begin to do that and they say, see, there's a reward. And God begins to take you into places. And what happens is that you begin to enter into regions that you can't even imagine. He says, God exalted him. So this is what Jesus was saying there. He says, look. He says, the person that will be the greatest is the person that stays in this office there of of the priest. Let's go to the book of first and and see Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. So it's almost as though that once your path is crossed, the person has come into a relationship with you if you understand the priesthood. God is saying, I want you now. They have crossed your path. I've been trying. I need a second witness. I want to establish something in the life of that person. I want to use you. To help correct the flaws and the faults inside that person. The Holy Ghost is there to help. And begin to take that position there in making intercession there. It is so vital. This is where, this is I believe this is where people are trying to achieve things. But their destiny is tied to those relationships around them there. That have crossed the line in their lives. In an office there, in an office space there. This boss has been on your case. You have begun to develop resilience resentment towards him your colleague he's irritating to you he has said things you heard in the closet you heard that he said one two three four things and your heart was heavy it is the time now to go into that place of prayer just imagine jesus God, to show me in flashes that when he was going to the cross he would have seen the woman, people that he had healed shouting crucify him People that he has destroyed, I mean, he had, he, had, he had raised up from death, shouting crucify him. People that he had delivered, shouting, people that he had fed with with five loaves and two, shouting crucify him. When he, I mean, you'd have imagined the, the kind of agony there. He says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Meaning that, he says, I have seen this as an opportunity now to release life into the same thing with Stephen. He said, Lord, don't leave this thing against their charge. And if you look at the next chapter a few verses afterward, Paul got saved. It was Paul that sent them. I'm sure a prayer of Stephen was what triggered even the salvation of Paul. So let's understand is that God is interested primarily in the salvation of all men, even though they offended you or not, is not, that's not the matter. You have to go on God's side, think like that, begin to think like that. This thing, the blood was shed for everyone. You know, I will put out, I will put down my own emotional feelings aside, and I will stand in the office of a priest together with God, making sure that as I... Relate with people in my environment, my primary focus is not how I feel in in that sense. My primary focus is not how I feel on what I feel or what they did to me. My primary focus is that that all men will be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. There, so that's what he said there. So let's go to the book of Matthew, chapter 5, from verse 3 to 9. And you see this. And when you begin to live like that, I'm telling you that. That's the pathway to dominion. God begins to trust you. God begins to show you things. That's what happened to Abraham. He says, can I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do? Abraham understood the covenant of intercession there. Even though Lot had offended. Lot, I brought you out from obscurity. I put you here. You are wealthy because of me. Now you are trying to rub shoulders with me. Okay, take anything you want. And let me show you how it went. Even when Lot was in trouble. This is, this is the heart of This is what God is saying here. Abraham said, my feelings do not count here. It is the will of God that all men should be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. He didn't say, aha, the judgment of God has come. God said, that is not my way. He said, my way is. It doesn't matter. The person is as important to, you, to me as is important. I mean, the person is important to me as well. Even though he offended you, even though, they treated you like the person that's important to me as well. God, I shed my blood for lot Lord. I shed my blood for them. He so, said, okay. He went there. He said, no, I understand this covenant. I'm going to deliver that Lord. Lord is important to God as well. You know, I put aside my feeling. We might have had our altercations, but it doesn't matter. I'm staying in the place of prayer there until Lot is rescued from that situation. And he did that. And what happened the next time? He said, the Lord appeared to Abraham and began to show him great and mighty things. He says, Abraham, you are my friend. You understand how I operate. You understand how I walk. You understand how I live. Therefore, you are my friend. You understand my goal, my heart for humanity. You understand it. So you are now my friend. You have put aside your emotions.'" and the things, you know, that the Lord did to you. And you went and rescued him even from that place there. Let's go to Matthew chapter 5 and see what it says there from verse 3. The sons of God here, it's called the manifestation of the sons of God. We'll see this here in this place, Matthew chapter 5. We're talking about the priesthood here. It says from 3. Jesus was talking here, and this, one, this is a very powerful um, passage of scripture here. And Jesus was talking. It says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. It says, Blessed are the, they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the make, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. It says, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. It says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Now, he got to verse 9. He says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God, or the children of God. He says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Notice that was the only place he mentioned that. The Bible says that he is the prince of peace. I want you to see this. It says, of the increase of his government and the increase of his peace, there shall be no end. That means God's government or God's dominion is governed by this principle here. It says he's the prince of peace. Of the increase of his government and his peace, there shall be no end. So this being a peacemaker there is tied to the rulership or the kingship of God. We'll see what it means. Let's go to the... Let's go to verse 43 and see of Matthew chapter 5. Peacemakers shall be called the sons of God. What is, it, what is it to be a peacemaker there in this context? 43. Matthew chapter 5 verse forty-three. say so you have heard that it has been said, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. He so said, this is the key to sonship here, that you may be the children of your father, which is in heaven. Remember, it says, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. It now says, for he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and send it rain on the just and the unjust. If you love them that love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same. He says, by this shall all men know you are my disciples. This is the key here. He says, if you salute your brethren only. And the key thing there is in the prayer. That's where you start from. You begin to pray there then you begin to speak words of blessing. Then as the opportunity rises, you begin to do good to them that despitefully use you. For there's a covenant there with you and them. You know, you are there building the edge there, over them. Father, don't let this thing they have done, don't let it have an effect upon their lives. Have mercy upon them. Don't remember their iniquities, O God. Forgive them. Don't lay it against their charge, oh God. I remember there was a tenant, a friend of mine long ago. This is, this is, this is, there, there's nothing like cursing people in this covenant. This guy, he rented a flat, and the landlord told them to move out when there was time. And of course, they moved out. The flat was not in very good condition. So he told them to, he's going to take part of their deposit, which is legitimate. So the guy moved out, let's say after six months. (laughs) And we're in a little town in south of London. So he was driving by. He now looked at the house and saw that it was still for rent. He said, yes, that is it. God has shown and has proven that it's God. I said, you don't understand the covenant. That is not how God operates the heart of the intercessor will look at that place even if you feel you were cheated you say father i pray you god bring better tenants for these people that is when you are doing that it says he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin i'm telling you there's a purification going on there to prepare you for the kingship to pray you to actually own estate there is something going there going on there but the man said i said no that is not the covenant Jesus said, that when the disciples says, "Call fire from heaven," those guys are not what in, in in Luke chapter nine, verse fifty-five, Jesus said, "You don't know what manner of spirits you are made of." The Son of Man has not come to this; de- has not come to destroy men's lives. He has come to save men's lives. So we have to take that posture in everything we are doing. So let's go here. It says, "Be ye therefore perfect, in forty-eight, even as your heavenly Father is perfect." So he said, this is what you call perfection. This is what he says, as he says, put on love there, which is the bond of perfection. It says, be ye therefore perfect, even as your heavenly father is perfect. Now, let's go to the first Corinthians chapter 2. That was, we just as the last scripture here. First Corinthians chapter 2. There, from verse 6. It says there, it says, be ye therefore perfect. Even as your heavenly father is perfect. so people are looking for light. People are looking for dominion. They don't know that it is through this process there that happens in your environment. That is the secret there where the light breaks forth from. That is where it breaks forth from. The secret there. That, that, that that's relationship there that has been a turn in your flesh is going to the place of prayer and making prayers there until you make prayers there until their heart is torn in that direction and the momentum of goodwill inside your heart is propelling that person in a way you will give yourself time you will see what god will do you begin to see light and on un- at an unprecedented level if people understand there will be no divorce in this land when your spouse hurts you you know that okay this is the time for me to go into the place of prayer to pray for them. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm being wounded for their transgressions. I will pour out my soul, put my feelings aside there, and the Holy Ghost will come and help you. Now, let's see this. It says, it says Be ye perfect, even as your Heavenly Father is perfect. It says, How be it? We speak wisdom among them that are perfect. 1 Corinthians 2 6 to 10. This is a very practical message. It says, not the wisdom of this world of the princes of this world that come to know so we are speaking wisdom now among the mature or the perfect ones the ones that have understood this this is the secret to light this is the secret to dominion here he says this wisdom is not revealed to babes (laughs) this wisdom is among the mature the spiritually mature here and the spiritually mature people are the ones that have given themselves to this ministry of laying down their lives, pointing out their soul there to feed the hungry. Jesus, in Revelation, he puts it like this. They love not their lives unto death. They put their own personal things aside. Jesus says, what shall he profit a the man there? He shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul. He says, those that love their lives will lose it. And those that try to get their lives there will, will, for my sake, those that lose their lives for my sake will gain it. That's what Jesus was talking about. If you go back to that scripture, he was saying those that love their lives, they will lose it. But those that lose their lives for my sake there, because of their love for me, they have poured out their soul for because of their love for me. He says that these are the perfect ones. He says there is a wisdom there that I will reveal to them because they have poured out their lives unto death there he now says you know not yet not the wisdom of this world now the prince of this world that come to naught he said there's another system here there's a system of my priesthood there it's not according to the world system the world system is when they cross your path you you release words you 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 harbor resentment you lock them up subconsciously this is an active process this is an active process. i must say this is an active process You know, the other day, last week, someone said something to me at work and it sort of made me feel very uncomfortable and made me feel a bit hurt. You know, the person just made a comment. I just, the only goes to remind them, and say, yeah, this is the time now for you to go into that place of prayer. You know, I'm going to pray for them. I spent this, I was praying for them. I was praying for them. I was speaking words, praying for them, speaking words. My heart began to grow. I mean, we love towards them. Grow, I was praying, speaking. When I got back to work after I saw them, you can see the, the way the, the love began to come out of me. I said, I I, I mean, the, the compassion, the the, the love was just flowing out of me towards them. I said, you know, you Doing a great job, I wasn't forcing it. You're doing a wonderful job, you know. And what happens? A light begins. I began to see things inside the world. I began to see understand God in a deeper dimension. So it says here, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. So this wisdom is among them that are perfect. Remember, Jesus said, Be perfect, even as your heavenly father is perfect. That is working in love. So he says, Not the wisdom of this world, but of the prince of this world that come to not but um, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory. So the access to this wisdom that results in a manifestation of the sons of God comes out of that place there of walking in the love of God. It said, Which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But, but as it is written, Eyes had not seen, nor ear heard, neither as it entered into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for them that love him. The things that God has prepared for them that love him. These are people that put their emotions aside. Father, I love you. Your will is that all men should be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. I love you truly. I put my agenda aside, my emotions, my feelings aside. They might have hurt me because, because I love you. I will lay down my life. And join with you in praying for these ones that they might be saved. Because I love you, I will overlook that hurt and pray for that person until there's a conversion and speak words until there's a transformation there. There was a story here, here there that I think was Pastor that I was talking about it about someone that had a degree of resentment towards one of his relatives. Very deep, because the way the person talks, it didn't really... So one day, God told him, look, do you know that you're holding the salvation of that person? By that, f- that attitude, that way, you're, you're, that pro- those projections you're having towards you, are holding their salvation. He said, now, release that person. So he began to pray for the person, pray for the person, release the person. After a week, news came that the person had given their life to Christ. So how want you see how powerful this thing is? so let's begin to be a witness with god regarding everybody around us friends enemies whatever it is this is the pathway to dominion this is the pathway to kingship let's round up with Isaiah chapter 58 and we are trying to manifest the sons of I mean, as sons of god well let's know that god is god is counting on us he wants us to be eyes to the blind feet to the lame father to the poor he wants us to 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 participate with him in the place of intercessory prayer especially for the people around us people that cross our paths he's counting on us we'll read from first peter instead sorry we're under first peter First Peter Chapter two. First Peter Chapter two. I'll start from 9 just because of time. You can go back and read the whole of First Peter. You'll see something interesting things there. So, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people. So you are a royal priesthood, a kingdom of priests, a holy nation, a peculiar people, to show forth the praises of him that has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light which in time past were not a people, but you are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but you have now obtained mercy. He now says in 13, he says, submit yourself to every ordinance. No, let's go, let's, let's go to 11. He says, dear beloved brethren, I beseech you, As strangers and pilgrims abstain from fleshy lusts that war against your soul, having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, whereas where they speak evil against you, they may by your good works, um, which they behold, glorify God in heaven. Now let's go to verse 18. Says servants, be subject to your own masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the forward. For this is thankworthy if a man for conscience towards God, if a man for the love he has for God, endure grief and suffering wrongfully. For what glory is it? That means there is a manifestation of glory there. For what glory is it if you be buffeted for your faults? You shall take it patiently, And but if when you do well, you suffer for it and you take it patiently, this is acceptable unto the Lord. For there even there were you called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example. That you should follow his steps. Who did no sin? Neither was any gal found in his mouth. I didn't do anything. I've been doing my work diligently. And still yet they are not giving me that promotion. And still yet my boss is still criticizing me. And still yet I've been cooking food every day. And still yet the husband does not recognize it. I've been doing all these things and still yet they don't recognize it. He says there, who did no sin, neither was any gall found in his mouth. So who, when he was reviled, he reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but he went to the place of intercessory prayer. He committed himself to him that judges righteously. So he bore those sins in his own body of the people that persecuted him. He says, you have not resisted to the shedding of blood, striving against sin. He says there, he says that we being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness. So he brought those sins in his own body. He went to that place of prayer until there was a change in the people that actually affected him. So by his tribes, you were healed. So that is the rule. He says, join with me as priests. Let us begin to close the gap around people. Let's not stand on the side of the accuser anymore. Let us close the gap around people there in this le- in the, on the earth so that Satan will not have an entrance into their lives. The prayer is that Lord lay not against this charge. Don't lay it against that husband's charge. Don't lay it against that wife's charge. Don't lay it against that friend's charge. That business partner that duped me. Don't lay it against, don't lay it against um, against them. Lord have mercy on them, O God. So you stay in that place of prayer there, you know, and begin to make intercession there for the person there. Then he says there in Isaiah, he says, "Then shall your light break forth as the morning, and your health as springs forth speedily." That is the secret to light. To be honest with you, that is the secret to light. When Jesus had laid down his life there, he says something broke in his consciousness. He said he began to see, and at, at a different level. He said, "Who for the joy that was set before him." He said, "This is the secret there to dominion. It is going through the process of servanthood, and it starts with your environment." It starts with God is counting on you. You say, look, I'm trying to reach out to that person. This is the opportunity now. He has crossed the line. You're now in a covenant. I've, I've, I've been trying to reach him. It's your, it's, I want you to now use the opportunity. He has done something. You use the opportunity now to go into the, come to me to receive life on his behalf. I want to correct that fault. I want to cover the multitude of his sin. I want to go into his life and begin to repair. We're going to understand that in marriages, you know, the outburst, the clashing, those things that happen, the friction between friendships, in marriages, in businesses, those things happen as a result of faults inside people. You know, God is saying that these people have done it to me. Now, I want you, I need a second witness on the earth to help me correct those faults. That is where it starts from. And when you begin to live like that, God is going to show you greater things going to show you secrets. So like I can trust this man. He will lay down his life. He will pour out his soul unto death. He will pour out his soul. He like I can trust him. Light begins to come. Advancement begins to happen. You begin to travel at a rate. So begin to live like this. Begin to, as a deliberate effort, begin to look around you, your circle begin to begin to go back there are some people that you have you have the bible says he that hated his brother abided in death he walks in darkness he doesn't know where he's going so people peradventure that people in the past that it's not it's not it's not as if you are angry with them but you you love less there's a, there's a degree of resentment there you know there's a degree you have locked them to an extent begin to release all the prisoners begin is it's not a passage say i forgive them no you cannot forgive without staying in prayer you go there into the place of prayer and release them deliberately. You release them deliberately. You pray over them. You pray for the advancement. Parabas, you are, you are preventing people from entering into things. And when you begin to do that, you, are, you, become, you become a free man. And light begins to pour at an unprecedented level. We'll continue next week and along these lines. So important. This is the pathway to kingship. Jesus says, if you be great in the kingdom, you have to be the servant of all. And that servant of all was washing the feet the dirtiest part of the body of the people that came in contact with him that is the covenant and that is the priesthood and that is how the body of christ should function when the world sees they will begin to see that ah these people are actually the disciples of christ so let we'll continue next week but let's begin to operate like this from now you can just start it from now begin to operate like that And God will begin to show himself strong on your behalf it's not your job to try and be a king you're already a king but the manifestation of the kingship will appear once you cooperate and perform your role with the help of the spirit as a faithful priest he will build you a sure house father we give you thanks we thank you for your grace we thank you for your glory that's about to be revealed We thank you because the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed as we practice your truth. We thank you for the strength. We thank you, Lord God, for every man under the sound of my voice, that, Father, you instruct them in the way they should go, that the glory which you have placed on the inside of them will begin to shine forth as they stand in the office of the priesthood in this nation that you have birthed by your blood in jesus name amen anybody here who has not accepted jesus christ as their lord and savior um just say this prayer with me jesus christ has come not to destroy men's lives but to save men's lives he loves you and he wants to display his splendor and his beauty through you he went through all those processes when you were an enemy. Now he has come to op- send an invitation to you. All you need to do is to believe that he did all that for you. Shed his blood, went to the cross because of you, and rose again for your justification. So you are free, but you just have to accept that sacrifice and give him The rightful place in your heart just say this prayer after me if you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior Lord Jesus I come to you today I believe you died on the cross for my sins and on the third day God raised you up from the dead for my justification Lord Jesus I confess my sins before you cleanse me of every sin wash me in the blood I confess you today as my Lord and personal Savior. Accept the sacrifice. Be my Lord. I am born again, and my name has been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Thank you, Father, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. So you're born again. Get yourself into a church that teaches the Word of God, and God bless you. See you all next week. We we'll continue along those lines um it's it's a deep message and i think god is trying to get his church ready for true dominion god bless you see you next week bye Thank you for listening. If you'll like to listen to other messages or worship with us, please call us on 0800-689-4318 or check out our website www.covenantchristiancenter.org.uk for more details. God bless you.